0: All right, y'all, welcome to another great episode here on a Monday morning of the Patrick Carr Show. I love these Monday monologues. As you all know, they're my favorite thing to do to bring you hopefully some insight to, uh, to start your week off on the right note. Uh, we're a few months into these. I told you I'd bring them to you for one year straight. So let me tell you, if, you, if it add value to your life, please like the video. Leave me a comment about what you liked about it, um, how you're going to apply it to your week. Um, if you go back to some of our previous episodes, if you got value out of those, please like them, subscribe. Um, we appreciate it, and it lets us know that you're liking this content. It is Sunday night right now as I film this here for you, and I have to admit, we were coming off of a great week last week at a place called RoofCon. I have a lot of clients of mine who are in the blue-collar industries, and it was great to be able to get out there and spend time with that crew, hear the feedback from people who watch this show, and hopefully adds value to their life, and that is why I do it. We don't do it for likes around here. We make absolutely no money from this channel. I do it because I hope that it can help your life be more fulfilling. And that is what today's episode is all about, living powerfully. And as I thought about this title, as I thought about where could we hopefully be able to connect with one another, I could think of no greater medium than the man by the name of Jimmy Valvano. Now, for those of you who are young, maybe under the age of, let's say, 25, um, or for those of you who don't follow sports, you may not recognize the name. You may be more familiar with the Jimmy V Classic, a college basketball tournament on ESPN. Uh, Jimmy Valvano was a special person, though, the coach of NC State. And although he was a very powerful coach, and an individual with a larger-than-life personality, that a kind of Italian type, what he's really known for is his 1993 ESPY speech. And that is what I want to focus on today as we talk about how you can live a more powerful life. I want to set the scene for you, though. It was probably approximately 1999. We were watching, I believe at that time it had been named the Jimmy V Classic. And my father and I, normally at halftime of a game, especially if North Carolina was playing, we would make something called banana mush. And that would be like bananas and honey and peanut butter kind of mixed together. And you throw it on some white bread. Um, I say that because this particular game, North Carolina, it was halftime and we went up to the kitchen. I was going to make this stuff for my dad. He said, you know what? Stick around there, son. You watch the halftime show. I was like, all right, you know, what's going on? He said, there's going to be a speech here that I think you're going to be able to get something out of. And I want you to listen to it. He knew that the Jimmy V classic, there are certain there's one halftime Well, they will play the Jimmy V speech from the 1993 ESPYs. And he was Right. It is arguably the most powerful collegiate speech ever made, ever created, ever put into words. And so there are two parts of that speech that I would like to focus on with you today. And just as my father wanted me to hear certain parts of that speech, I want you to be able to hear certain parts of it with me. And as I researched this topic and I got a chance to watch the speech again, and I read one of the transcripts of it. I was transformed right back to that 1999 day with my dad, sitting there on a the couch, listening to Jimmy V just announce these words. And if you watch it, you will see a man who is with Dick Vitale, the famous collegiate basketball announcer. He can barely get up the stage, and, and Dick Vitale is helping him get up the stage. His body is riddled with cancer and tumors. This man at one time, just year before, just been on top of the world with his team in the final four, but he could barely walk. And he's there to accept the Arthur Ashe Award. And he gets up there with such bravery, such charisma. I encourage you to go watch the speech, put it into YouTube. You will see a man that, gosh, you know, just passed away from us far too soon. Such a passion for life. But Dick Vitale helps him up onto that stage, and he he presents this speech. The speech would go on to be called the Don't Ever Give Up or it's not, sorry, don't give up, don't ever give up speech. And like I said, there are two parts of it. I encourage you to go watch it all because it's so special that I want to focus on with you. And as we think about how do we live powerfully, I want his words to resonate with you right now. This man standing in front of millions of people at the ESPY Awards. As he says during his speech, his body just riddled with tumors, knowing he would die soon. In fact, it was only months, if not weeks later, he would pass away from us far too soon. And so I want you to listen to this part of the speech, taking that into account, the picture, the scene of this man, and then I'd like you to watch it and take something away from this. And I want to quote here this first part. He says this, to me, there are three things everyone should do every day. We should do every day of our lives. Number one is laugh. You should laugh every day. Number two is think. You should spend time in thought. Number three, you should have your emotions moved to tears. Could be happiness or joy. But think about it. If you laugh, you think, and you cry, that is a full day. That's a heck of a day. Do that seven days a week you're going to have something special. I don't want everyone to think about that. How many days in your life, if you're trying to live as powerfully and as purposefully with as much passion as possible, have you done those things? How many times have you laughed? How many times have you cried? How many times have you been involved in thought in your day and done it all in one day? The depth that you would have within your life if those were the things that you attempted to do. Imagine if every day you were able to cry from the joy, from the appreciation and thankfulness that you had just to be present in your day right now. Man, I can't imagine what a fulfilling week, seven days that would be. And if you did it every day of your life and you live life with that kind of passion to think, to laugh, to cry, man, how could you live more powerfully than that? So I want to talk about those three things first. And I want to move on to the second part of the speech where he said something else is just so profound as we talk about how to live powerfully today. Number one, laugh. Folks, there's beauty all around us in this world that is seemingly negative all too much, isn't it? Turn on the news. Turn on YouTube. There's somebody fighting, someone debating, one person in one end to the other and the other. The spectrum is just so far apart they can find no middle ground. Some people, it seems like all they want to do is just argue for the sake of not being a part of what is right. They just want to fight against it. It's tough to find the good in the world, isn't it? Harder, it seems like, more and more every day. Mass killings and war are put right in our face now with those things in our hands. Seeing the negative and the terribleness that is within people. But if we look at the world and we go, man there is so much good here. And we begin to attempt to look at the world every day for some kind of good that is maybe not going to make us laugh, but is going to make us smile. If it is the steps that our children take, it is of the joy that you find with someone finding their purpose at work. Is it with a new puppy that your kids get a chance to play with? Is it just with the opportunity to take your kids to school to be able to look at them and they're happy and they're healthy? Drop them off and pick them up at the end of the day, knowing for some parents it hasn't been guaranteed? Is it, yeah, is it closing the deals and making more money? Is it seeing that your hard work that you are putting in is actually coming back to reap some benefits for you? All these things, I'm telling you, there is so much happiness that can be found in your day. And if nothing else, I want you to think about, man, did I wake up today and I actually am healthy. I don't have to go to the hospital today. Maybe I don't have to go get a transfusion to stay alive. If you feel that, if you're one of those people where you were just going to work in your air-conditioned car, waking up in your air-conditioned house under your nice silk sheets, you had a good breakfast, there weren't bombs dropping over your head. You're sitting in traffic right now and you're upset because, man, traffic sucks. And this is terrible. The inconvenience that I have in my life. You get to the office and the coffee maker doesn't work. Maybe take a moment and smile at the perspective that you have in your life. I was reading an article earlier today about Sudan. The Civil War and this the insane awfulness that is going on over there. But we don't hear about it. Our news is preoccupied with the other wars that are going on overseas, away from so many of us here in America. But man, imagine if you could smile at having a greater perspective than what normally people would have. Because you see a bigger picture in the world, you're able to look at it from a place of gratitude rather than a place of scarcity. Imagine how fulfilled your life could quickly become with that kind of gratitude right there. And that's what I would challenge you to do, folks. Sometimes I just let the little things, the the inconveniences of life get to me. And then I take a step back and I go, there are people that are praying for those inconveniences. A healthy man wants a million things, doesn't he? A sick man wants one. So if you are healthy, wanting a million things on the go, consider yourself blessed right now. Live in some joy. Live in some bliss right now of where you are at. Take a moment and take into account where you are at in your life right now and how powerful of a damn place that is. And to me, that is something we're celebrating, laughing, and smiling about. So number one, he wanted you to laugh. That's what Jimmy V said. Number two, get involved in some thought. Think about something. Work your way through a problem. I said before in a previous episode, we were talking maybe a couple weeks back. 60,000 thoughts that we go through our day, 60,000 thoughts go through our head every single day. What? 99% of them are exactly the same as they were the day before. Where are you going to go? What side of the shower do you get it on? What, what do you, what, what, what hand do you use to brush your teeth? How you brush your teeth? Probably how you wash your body when you get inside of the shower. What directions you decide to take to work? When you turn on your turn signal so you can make that turn. What you get at the store, what kind of coffee, what you eat for dinner, what time you eat, what time you get and leave the office. So many of our thoughts are dictated every single day by simple routine that we never stop and we look at and say, could we do better than this? So there's your idea right now. I want you to think about something that you're in a routine of doing every day, something that you just think, hey, it's just part of who you are, and begin to challenge that and to say, could it be done better? Am I scared to do it better? Because I'm okay with just the status quo and what I know. I'm okay with just doing it the way I've always done it. Why? Don't we all want to, I know the people who watch this show, we want to get to a better place, don't we? Don't we want to live more powerfully with more purpose? And so if we know there's a way that we can make that happen, why would we not do it? Keep in mind this, the way you do one thing is the way you will do everything. You know, the example I often use for this is a shopping cart at Publix or Kroger or wherever you are in the nation, your your supermarket. Do you put your shopping cart back? Do you put it into one of the corrals or do you even roll it back up there and put it up there where you got it from? Or do you say something like, uh, somebody else will do that. I'm just going to leave it between cars. I don't care about anybody else but myself. I don't care about anybody else's car, their belongings. I'm more important. I'm going to do it this way. How you do one thing in life will dictate how you do everything. And so I would challenge you right now to think about how you've always done something and to do it differently. If nothing else, I did this the other day. Try brushing your teeth with a different hand. Try getting into the tub from a different side. Try washing your body in a different way. Try doing something like making your bed if you normally don't. Lay out your clothes the night before if you never do. Make a list of things you should do the next day if you never have. See how just getting a little bit organized might help with your anxiety that you take that medication for. Look at what getting eight hours of sleep might be able to do for the way you think and act the next day rather than another Xanax. Try something different in how you approach your thoughts to the day. You'll be amazed at what a simple change right in the routine of the things you never give thought to can have a catastrophic, not catastrophic, a cataclysmic, there we go, a great effect on what's going to happen for the rest of your day. So try it, everybody. What do you have to lose just doing the same routine you did the day before? So that's number two. You want to make sure you have some thought. And I love this last one emotions move to the point of tears. You know, lately in Florida, there have been a lot of clear days. In the wintertime here, it gets kind of sunny. There's not as much clouds. It's a beautiful time of year here in Florida, as many of you know. And I'll say that to rub it in your face. I know some of y'all in that, that Midwest, it's cloudy, it's overcast, and it's 32 degrees. I get it, okay? It's not the reason I bring it up, everyone. I'm going to tell you something I, I've only told a few people, and so I'm finally, I'm, I want to bring this up on the podcast here because I always want to be honest with y'all. Every day. On my way to work especially lately i find myself thinking about my father much more than i used to for those of you who don't know my father died about 12 years ago i uh, more than that now boy been 13 about 13 years ago um he died and there were things i never had the opportunity to tell him things i wish i would have one of the greatest things that he did for me is he knew he was going to die and he left a letter for me a letter that dictated some of the things that he wished he had done differently, things he wished he had told me. And I think I've talked about that before some of you on the show. What's different, though, is that over the past year, for some reason, on clear days on my way into work, I find that I can almost hear his voice, and only on clear days, to the point where I almost feel like I can have a conversation with him, and I can hear his voice again. He had a voice a lot like mine, very distinctive, right? Can we all, if you, those of you have lost a parent or, God forbid, a child, can't you hear their laugh? Every now and then it just sticks in your mind. You can hear their voice and the way they would say something, the advice they would give. I find on clear days on my way into work, I'm able to look up in the sky. I feel like it's right in front of me on the interstate. It's so crystal clear. Maybe it's just kind of that purple sky where the, the sun is beginning to come up, where it's dark. And I can just tell it's a clear day because I can almost hear his voice. Sometimes I feel like I can. I'll even get to the point where I'll ask him a question I feel like I can get the answer from. I can hear the way he would tell me to do it. I ask him, I hope he's proud of me. I hope he's proud of what I'm doing. Just even now, man. And sometimes I'll hear him say something that I haven't thought about in so long. A way he would phrase something, a way he would say it. I miss him. I miss them. And the tears that I have are not from, they're not from sad, like, oh, I'm so sad and oh, I'm so woe is me, but it's just powerful. It's just so much powerful emotion that comes over me to where I don't know how to express it and keep it inside. So I, I, I find myself in tears and it feels so, there's such richness to that, isn't there? When to to feel so small and to say, man, it's just so moving to be able to talk to you for a minute, to feel like you're right there for just a second. And so maybe that works for you on a clear day for somebody you've loved. Try. What do you got to lose? To think about them and to look and go, man, I miss you. I don't know if that'll work for you. I don't know if it sounds crazy to you. But to me, it's so damn special that moment that I get sometimes on a clear day to have my emotions move to the point of tears in those moments, just as they are right now. And so if you want to live powerfully, everyone, you want to live with the most power that you possibly can, then I would say those three things are more important than ever. To laugh, to think, and to have your emotions move to the point of tears. And as Jimmy V said, what a day you would have, what a week you would have, just an incredible, incredible life. Now, as I said, there was a second part of that speech, and it goes on, and again, I encourage you, go over, put in Jimmy V, SB speech, listen to it. Once you click this one off at the end, go listen to what he's got to say. Feel this man's emotion sitting up there on stage. He goes on to say, and I want to quote here. I always have to think about what's important in life to me. There are three things. Where you started, where you are, where you're going to be. Where you started, where you are, where you're going to be. First thing to live powerfully is to stop discounting your story as less than. Where you started. Some of you feel like, you know what, Patrick, I don't have a story like some people do. I don't have this big, powerful thing. I had to overcome alcoholism. I had to, you know, drop in an orphanage. I had to make our way over here. I lost something in war. I was shipped overseas. I lost my parents or, you know, I don't. you had to overcome some big thing. I don't have this powerful story, Patrick. The story is within you. It is not the things that you had to overcome externally. It is what you had to overcome internally. We all deal with so much of the similar stuff internally and how we react to the world. You may not be able to relate to somebody by what they've gone through, but you can relate to somebody by how emotionally connected you are to them. You can relate to them by thinking about, boy, what have we gone through together? What emotions do we share together? Is it feelings of inadequacy that we had to go ahead and overcome? Is it feelings of, you know what, I didn't feel, I felt less than, I felt like an imposter in my area of expertise and I had to overcome doing that. Am I saying that it doesn't matter why you felt that way? No, I'm not. There are some stories that, yes, they're more powerful than others, but if you want to relate to people, you can relate to the emotions that you feel. There are far less emotions than there are stories, everybody. And so I want you to really begin to give that some thought. Is that not what did I have to overcome externally, but what internally did I have to overcome to reach where I'm at right now? Or what am I working on right now internally to get myself to the place where I am going to live with the greatest purpose in my life? And then what you do is you begin to say, that is my story. That is where I'm from. That is the things that I had to overcome in order to get to where I want to be. And yes, maybe you're not, you weren't born without hands or you weren't born a and You had to go through this whole story about that, but there were emotions that you had to overcome things that were put into your head by other people that made you feel less than that you had to rise above and to say, no, I am enough. And if you don't know that, if you haven't heard that today, then let me be the first one to tell you that you are. No, I don't think that I don't know it man. I don't know you. You don't know what I've been through, Patrick BS. What I do know is this, everybody, every single person that listened to this, you were made to do something great with your life. You are made to do something so powerful. You are made to do something amazing. And the only way, the only way you don't do it is if you listen to other people. If you get scared of what other people are going to say. If you value the opinions of others more than your own. If you're not willing to take the chance on yourself, that is the only way you don't reach that greatness that you were born to have. So let me be the first to tell you if you need a reminder today that you are absolutely meant to do something great, far greater than you are doing right now. And I just hope that you are working towards it. And if you are, man, what a fulfilling purpose it's going to give you. So if you don't have it right now, that's what you need to start doing, everybody. You need to remember where you started, identify with the emotions. Then you need to take account for where you are. Where are you right now? And be real about it. All right. Take account of the situation in your business, in your personal life, in your God, the relationship with your children, your colleagues, your employees. Begin to take a tally from where you are at currently. You know, Matthew McConaughey said it pretty darn well. Commencing speech that he gave, I believe it was at University maybe Dallas, Memphis. Uh, somebody will correct me on this one. But everyone's going to know the speech that I'm talking about. You can see him up there in front of a crowd. And he says the way he looks at his life is that he would decide where are they? Are you in the red? You're in the black. You know you have to weigh it out. You know you're looking at you the religion of your life is what he says. Maybe the relationship with your God has it fallen into the red. You need to give it some more attention. Bring it back into the black. Relationship with your spouse. Have you let it fall too much and not communicating? Do you need to work up and make it better? Where do you stand in all these things in your life? Take account individually within your life at the relationships that you have and the things that are important to you. And if it's in the red, then make it better. You know what to do. It's just, are you going to do it? There's no one in this world right now, and at least in America, all right, in the the first world, who doesn't have access to the information that they need to do the thing that they want to do. If you want to go ahead, you know how to do the push-up, It's just, are you going to do the push-up? You know how to improve the relationship with your spouse. It's just, are you going to do it? You know how to be better in business. It's by making the calls and doing the things that you don't want to do. It's just, do you have enough resolve in yourself, enough belief that you're going to do it today? And if you don't, then the only person you got to blame is yourself. And I assure you the regret that you're going to live with is going to be far greater than the pain of actually doing the task at hand today. So, take account for where you are at right now, giving attention to the things that are in the red to move them into the black. Because if those are the things that are important to you, then darn it, you should be succeeding at them and giving yourself the best opportunity to do that. And the last thing I want to mention is this where you are going. The destination is not the purpose here. Let me repeat that. The destination is not the purpose here. When Jimmy V or others talk about where you are going, It is what steps you are taking, actual items you are doing today that are going to get you there. And just as we said, we're going to take a tally for where things are at. You also need to take the tally at the same time for what is going to get you to the place that you want to be. And are you doing the things to get there? Or are you fooling yourself and the people around you? I came home, I think it was eighth or ninth grade. I had a B on the report card, which wasn't like me. I was a real nerd, getting straight A's all the time. That was me. I gave my report card to my father. I think it was from Alger. I think I had a C on it, actually, now that I think about it. It was C minus. It was not. I had not done well in the course. I gave it to him, expecting him to yell at me, expecting him to say, man, what are you doing? He was a stern son of a gun. He did it. He looked at it. He gave it back to me. I asked him. He saw it. He said, yeah, I saw it. He goes, did you give it your best? I'm asking you right now, too. Are you giving it your best? You're not where you want to be. The destination is not the goal. I want you to listen to this? Are you giving it your best? Now, when my father asked me that, I sat there and I looked down, and at first I kind of hesitated. I said, "Yeah, yeah, I mean, I give it my best." Shook his head here. Didn't he go to any ball games on a Friday night. Didn't go out to beef O'Brady's Brady's afterwards and go out with friends for wings and all that. Didn't go to any parties. To play the video games or go to basketball practice you'd play too much basketball. You studied the whole time. You gave it 100%. You went to all the office hours with the teacher. You did all those things, and this is the best you could do right here. I'd never been more disappointed in myself because he was right. I was telling myself I was giving it my best, but I wasn't. So take that account of yourself right now, not for the destination that you're going to, but what the steps are that are going to get you there. And if you're not giving it your best, then now is the time to look at yourself and go, yep, I've been screwing around. I've gotten off track. I got a little less hungry. All right. I saw a little bit of success. And now you know what? I started to kind of relax a little bit. Started to just kind of say, okay, all right, I'm good. I deserve it. Stop. You don't deserve a darn thing. Every day you wake up, the clock starts right back at zero. The bank account starts right back at zero. Relationships back at zero. What are you going to do in order to fill those? What are you doing right now? Are you giving it your best or have you been lying to yourself? Because that is the only way you will reach where you want to go. And so that's it, where you started, where you are, and where you are going. And as Jimmy V said in the beginning, get involved in some thought, get involved with crying, and get involved with laughing every single day. Know where you were, where you are, and where you are going, and your life is going to be powerful, everyone. Live powerfully. So I'll tell you, if you're not fired up after this, then, man, you need to go back and watch it again, or even better. Head on over there and watch Jimmy V in that 1993 SB speech. Listen to this, man. I think it's like eight to ten minutes of a speech. Think about the things that we've gone over here today. Do these things. Live a more powerful life th- today, this week, the rest of the year. You were born to do something amazing on this earth, and anything, anybody who tells you otherwise is just trying to take it, take away from what you are and what you could be. Don't let him do that. You live powerfully today. Man, let's go make it a great day, everybody. My name is Patrick Carr. This is the Patrick Carr Show. Go make it happen.